HEC Breakthroughs. A knowledge at HEC Podcast. Hello and welcome to this special edition of Breakthroughs, our monthly knowledge at HEC podcast. Today we cast our eyes across the Atlantic to a two-day event called the CDL Super Session 2023. So today and tomorrow we will find ourselves on the thin edge of the wedge of the future of innovation. Our morning content is packed with big bold ideas. Everything from the impact of artificial intelligence on society, geopolitical shifts in innovation, and the advancement of human-like intelligence. As many of you may know, CDL supports companies in the very early stages of the innovator's journey. Many of our founders are tackling massive problems by using their creativity, imagination, and technical skills to create something that's never existed before. Yes, I am part of the CDL Commerce Stream. So we are taking part in Super Session and really getting around, networking, meeting some incredible founders as well as some uh, investors. CDL helped me a lot as a technical founder because my background, I have a PhD. I'm not a business guy. I'm an engineer who tried to go venture. And uh, we did the commerce stream. There we got a lot of training and education on how to do our pitch, how to start thinking in a business form, to get sales contract, develop the business side, not just the technology side of the company. It was a quite exciting journey for us as um, we were just putting uh, together a investment round with Estonian Angel Investments. CDL has helped us with mentorship and with bringing a picture together for a starting company that has a disruptive technology and is looking for uh, possibilities for market access together with investments. Just a few of the startups who came through the Creative Destruction Lab program and arrived at its grand finale in Toronto, Canada. CDL is a non-profit organization. It proposes a program for companies that are massively scalable, science and technology based and at a seed stage. This is how the CDL academic director at HEC Paris, Sebastian Becker, succinctly described the annual Super Session, only the third such in-person event in the program's history. The Super Sessions is basically the moment where all the sites, the global sites, come together right? in North America and in Europe, who basically have their accelerator sessions uh, four times a year. Uh, they do this by themselves, uh, even though there's a bit of exchange of uh, moderators uh, and staff. Uh, but uh, what actually happens at the Super Session is that the graduating ventures are invited to attend the Super Session uh, in Toronto. There's a lot of discussions about recent topics, uh, top speakers, right, just to kind of do some community building. In the afternoon, there's also an opportunity for the ventures to meet investors from all the other sites. Huh? So the idea is really to kind of supercharge the CDL method and really uh, make people meet, uh, discuss new technologies, new solutions, and uh, also for ventures, obviously, to find investment. In 2022-2023, over 670 startups took part in one of the program's 24 differentiated streams. They were guided by mentors, students, and professors from 12 sites around the world. CDL is the brainchild of Ajay Agrawal. He's Professor of Economics at the Rotman School of Management in Toronto, Canada. 
After the supersession on June 13th and 14th, he mused over the development the program has known since it began 11 years ago. It is a very special moment, you know, for a number of reasons. The first reason is that it's the first time we've been back in person since 2019, before COVID. Secondly, we, we had six sites the last time we came together. Now we have 12, including CDL Paris at Chaussée Paris. And so that also makes it very special. And lastly, we've had a long-time commitment to working on artificial intelligence. And especially given the release of ChatGPT in November of last year, there's been so much focus on this uh, and such rapid advances in the last six months that we really took some time over the last two days to dig deeply into both the technology and the socioeconomic implications. And I feel from the feedback I've heard that a lot of important conversations have been stimulated from this work. We start our three-part report with an insight from Rotman Associate Professor of Strategic Management, Kevin Bryan. He's been involved in the CDL since 2015. Actually, CDL is somewhat unusual, especially compared to government programs. The whole program is based on some research. If you look at the, where science is done worldwide and you look at science-based startups, there's a huge gap. So if you're in Boston, you're in Silicon Valley, the science that happens there turns into companies. If you were in places like Toronto, it didn't happen. So the question was why? Is it like some kind of tax problem or who knows what it is? And our hypothesis was that the problem is if you, if you live in Boston, you live in uh, Palo Alto, you, you have an idea, you're a scientist, you go to the bar, the person sitting next to you has also started a company. So they can give you some advice. You won't make early business mistakes and go out of business. But if you're in Toronto or you're in Paris or you're in Belarus and you're a researcher and you've done some really interesting science, that might not turn into a company because if you try to turn it into a company, you'll just make the kind of mistakes that every new entrepreneur makes and the science will wind up wasted. Part 1. The 2023 Super Session and its focus on AI. Yes, AI dominated conversations between academics, students, mentors, investors and researchers at this third in-person super session. They debated the giant steps taken these past years and the impact on our everyday lives. CDL's interest in artificial intelligence has long preceded the 2023 super session focus on the issue, as this entrepreneur and researcher explains. Uh, my name is Suzanne Gildert. I'm one of the founders and CTO of Sanctuary AI. We are an AI company that's building general purpose AI to control human-like robots. I think it's a really interesting time for CDL because CDL has always been about pushing the boundaries and exploring things a little bit before their time. And so often when I was coming here previously, we were discussing topics like advanced AI and self-driving and all these kind of things. And it always seemed a little far out. But now people are starting to see that AI is actually happening and those conversations were not too early. So what we're doing now is having the next series of conversations that will be on the forefront of technology in two to three years time. But AI's exponential growth has not received unanimous approval, and this encouraged the CDL team to tackle the debate head-on by inviting one of the world's leading economists to put forward the pros and risks of this technology. He just co-authored a 560-page book in which he cautions against the misuse of AI. My name is Darren Asamoglu. I'm an institute professor at MIT. 
and you've written Power and Progress with a subtitle on social and political uh, consequences of technology. It was the focal point of this exchange today. What do you take home from uh, uh, the good and the bad, the criticisms as well? No, I mean, I, I mean, I'm really delighted about the conversation. Not everybody agreed with everything we said in the book, but I thought the general perspectives were very constructive and positive. And this is coming from a crowd that I think is normally more leaning towards being optimistic about technology and they are at the forefront of technology but I think partly because of the book but mostly because of other developments people are coming to reassess what we want from technology I am not a pessimist and I start with the premise that we are so much more fortunate comfortable healthier more prosperous because of technology today than we were 300 years ago but that doesn't mean that automatically things are going to get better because of AI you know, my profession is fairly optimistic about technology. Most economists think that there are market processes or other things, sometimes they don't specify, that will make sure that we all benefit from these technological advances. In fact, you know, uh, you have a risk of being labeled a Luddite if you start questioning technology too much. So I have, uh, I have been part of debates where, uh, you know, those issues are brought up sometimes even more sharply than they were here. But what I find uh, almost in all of the instances, once you, have start, once you start having a conversation, people, most people uh, come around to the view that you know, technology is not going to help us independent of the choices we make. So the choices we make are going to be very important. Some people may put different emphasis on different choices or different types of regulations. You know, in the tech world in the United States, you know, a libertarian ethic is still quite powerful. So there's a... Uh, almost a knee-jerk reaction against regulation, but most people are now coming to the view that we need some sort of regulation. It's game over for living the way we have lived in the 20th and the beginning of the 21st century. Jobs are not the same, power is not the same, income is not the same, purpose is not the same. There is absolutely nothing inherently wrong with intelligence. The problem is capitalism. This is humanity. Okay? It's not what you see on TV. It's not what you see on social media. And I think if 1% of us just showed up it would instill the doubt in the minds of the machine so that they investigate the truth. And what is the truth? The truth is a species that is capable of love is divine. Former chief business officer at Google, Mo Godet, recently voicing some of the issues Daron Asemoglu shared in the opening debate at Supersession. But how did this raging discussion look to a professional mentor, specifically a professional European mentor and business angel? Olivier Perkel has been involved in the CDL for 18 months. Before that, the former HEC alumnus played an essential role in restructuring several major European banks. Now Olivier is interested in mentoring AI startups, so he was all the more interested in following the super session debates on the topic. It's, it's very interesting, especially when you see it from where I come from, i.e. from Europe. The debate we had this morning is very embryonic of the debate that you see in Europe about the whole issue, whether uh, AI is, uh, has some toxic components, whether it should be regulated, how extensively it should be regulated. Personally, my main takeout is I was very impressed or interested to see that even here in the US or in Canada, people actually are raising the question as to whether this should remain 100% liberal this should remain completely uh, free without any uh, government control. 
It was also interested to see that at the end of the day, you have as many potential solutions as you have uh, speakers, uh, which reminded me pretty much of the European debate as well. So quite interesting. And at the end of the day, very unlikely to reach a consensus anytime soon. Professor Thomas Hellman is the CDL Academic Director at the Said Business School Entrepreneurship Center in Oxford. This specialist in innovation, entrepreneurship and public policy applauded the head-on debates which featured prominently over the two days. What was beautiful about um, the Super Session today was a fairly deep and sophisticated conversation about the importance of entrepreneurs' choices. So AI is a technology and therefore can be a force for good and bad. Um, nobody has a definition of what good and bad is, although many people have many instincts. But what, what we have is agency, the idea that we can influence collectively and individually the path of how AI is going to be applied. And so I think something like Supersession, something like CDL does create an awareness about the responsibilities but also the opportunities of entrepreneurs to shape this technology into things that will actually have both commercial and societal impact. And one of the things we see very clearly in CDL is that a lot of the senior management teams, uh, a lot of the established corporations struggle with understanding the significance of AI. Nobody doubts the importance of AI in the issue is that the concept is so remote from day to day that we need this bridge making, we need this understanding of how it's going to impact specific companies and what it is that they can do that's, that, that's relevant. So we do think that programs like CDL provide a unique opportunity, actually frankly a very efficient opportunity for corporations to understand a new language, how to turn that into their own innovations or into their, their own activity programs is something that they can take away from being part of the CDL community. HEC Breakthroughs, a knowledge at HEC podcast. Part two, being a startup in the Creative Destruction Lab family. Because like with us at the firm, when we bring on somebody new at the firm as an associate, like we have somebody that sits down next to them. And does one-on-one. Uh, you should talk to Ira. Ira Industrial Relations, uh, something IRAP. And then the first one, the first guys who came in with the quantum had a bit of that problem. The second guy came in and he was like, I, I've solved the world and I'm here and you, you, it's a privilege for you to be talking to me. So just how do the startups who graduated from the CDL program work with mentors, academics and students? Well, the aim for all of them is to help these companies sharpen their objectives, prioritize resources, raise capital, and engage with experts. We walked around during the two afternoon networking super sessions and talked to a few of these fledgling entrepreneurs. Whereas like two baseball players that are tryout, they both run down the first baseline with the exact same time on the clock. One runs with perfect form, it looks like you know, really strong athletic guy, well built, perfect form. The other one, not in the best shape, runs with pretty weak form. You know, nine out of ten scouts are gonna pick the one that looks stronger, more athletic. But the one that's actually struck like doesn't have the best form, isn't in the best shape, but it runs at the exact same time play ball. That's the one you want. More upside. Yeah, the last event was 
really amazing. We had over 6,000 gamers and creators come to sign up for our platform. We also closed deals with drinks brands, tech sponsors, and fashion sponsors. Yeah, and the important thing is, is like, for more than 70% of Gen Z, this this is like what their social media platforms. It is their entertainment platform. So it is their Twitter. It is their Netflix. But there's still a gap in terms of how many people can contribute to these things, and most importantly, how they can monetize their work. Right? Yeah. So just for that recap as well. Hi, I am Tina Eschel, the Chief Operating Officer of The Fitting Room, a fashion tech startup that leverages AI and 3D deep tech to empower a new shopping paradigm. And you're from Toronto. What are you doing here? Yes, I am part of the CDL Commerce Stream. So we are taking part in Super Session and really getting around, networking, meeting some incredible founders as well as uh, some uh, investors. It's been a great learning experience as well as a great opportunity to network. Now, Tina, you're going to walk us through uh, with the presentation what the fitting room is all about. It, it's uh, all about the fashion industry and some of the abuses in terms of the environment, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. So we empower a new way of shopping for the end consumer. So what they do is they download our native application. They have to wear form-fitting clothing within a well-lit space. And then once given the signal, they'll do a 360 turn in either direction. From there, they choose the skin tone of their true-to-life avatar or digital double. So at this point in time, we have about a 97% accuracy rate. To put that into perspective, that's more accurate than being measured by a tailor in real life. And we're constantly training our data sets to augment on that accuracy. So in the industry, on average, uh, brands overproduce by 40%. And they normally have about a 50% online return rate. Uh, for return, that simply comes down to the fact that our body shapes are all unique, so our sizes really should be too. Okay, hi, I'm, my name is Jake, and I am the CTO for Hive Medical. We are a remote patient monitoring company, and we basically make sure that people take their medication safely and adhere to the timing that they need to. And what has CDL given you? CDL has really been a game changer, so over the last eight months or so that we've been a part of it. We've gotten a number of lifelong friends, honestly. One of the mentors allowed us to stay at his house during a conference. They've given us advice that has basically saved our company that if we were to have not taken it, where our regulatory strategy we thought was going to cost $6 million and take years, it's now been cut down to about one year and about you know a quarter of the cost. So, I mean, that would have immediately killed us. And it's just been a really fun process overall. We've made a lot of great friends, and the advice has been really invaluable. Hi, I'm Troy Morris, uh, the co-founder and director of operations for Call Morris, Inc., KMI. And we're in the middle of the super session. How are you enjoying the CDL? Uh, it's wonderful. I'll be losing my voice through tonight and tomorrow, but it's a fantastic event to bring together entrepreneurs from literally around the world. Some experienced, some new like myself, but it's a great event. And it's been nine months that you've been following this very intense uh, program. What's it brought to uh, KMI? Uh, it's brought a lot of opportunity for engaging with investors, uh, a primary concern for any small startup. Uh, how do we get enough funding to pay for next week? Um, but also a lot of opportunity with experts, those that have worked in space before or are working it proliferary to space of lawyers and advisors um, and getting that type of access that you don't just find in your local coffee shop. So really bring all that expertise to one place. We're able to tell our story, tell our problem, and uh, connect with people who, who see our vision. 
Tell the listeners in a word what KMI is about in terms of debris and space. So KMI is a company that has been always concerned with orbital debris. Uh, the objects that collide with the necessary as, uh, satellites we use and those dangerous things need to be removed before they destroy our way of life. So KMI is developing the software and hardware to go after and safely relocate those dangerous things before they cause a bad day for everyone on Earth. I'm Annalisa Kubo. I'm the founder and managing director of Nanordic Medical, a startup company in the medical device field that develops advanced antibacterial wound dressings. Annalisa, you are from Estonia and the CDL there is uh, it's a new one, I think. Uh, what experience have you enjoyed in the past nine months? It was uh, a quite exciting journey for us as um, we were just um, uh, putting uh, together an investment round with Estonian Angel Investments and we were looking for new investors with a larger perspectives for uh, bringing companies to next levels. And you're in the CDL health stream. Your technology and your explorations as a business is around skin diseases. Could you describe it? Yes. Our core technology is for wound infection management as uh, we have developed a technology that is very high efficacy and low toxicity and that has the capability of inactivating bacteria in wound environment. Yeah, it's great. 1,200 people, companies from all around the world. Rotman Associate Professor Kevin Bryan, who's been involved in CDL for the past eight years. You know, we know a lot of the people that we interact with in, in our streams, but now that we have companies in Estonia and companies in Berlin and companies in Vancouver and in, and in Wisconsin, and great companies to make it through the super session, CDL graduates about 40% of our companies. So the companies that have made it through are ones that our, our mentors think are in really, really high potential. And getting to see them, you know, after a really tough year and a lot of stress, like get to sit back a little bit and we made it and now it's time to, time to really grow. Um, it's very satisfying for me. You know, even when I see the companies that graduated years ago that I remember when they were two employees sitting in a garage and now they've got 100 employees in a factory, you're like, you're rooting for them always. And, and so that, that's my favorite part of, uh, of these super sessions. You yourself are a business agent and you're nine years at CDL. How is it balancing between that commitment to uh, these startups and your academic career? Yeah, so luckily entrepreneurship is a field where, where there's not a gap. The papers we write get read in Silicon Valley. What happens in Silicon Valley feeds back into our papers. Um, there's just tons of, tons of back and forth between uh, academia and the business sector. And so it makes it very easy and a little more satisfying, actually. You know, sometimes sitting in, sitting in the university office, you can get a little too far away. Uh, from what, what's happening in the world, or you can get pulled too much into day-to-day -day concerns that are not actually the underlying factors. And, and luckily with entrepreneurship research, we found a really nice uh, middle ground. And the cross-fertilization of 20 streams coming together under the same roof, has that also given a, a few new directions for the CDL to explore? You know what? Part of the reason we do this is for the mentors. So we'll have a, you know, a company that's in 
a health stream that's using some really interesting AI and, and our experts on, in the AI area are like, hey, I want to meet them. You don't get to meet them during the year because we can't have everyone in every room. And most companies are a little bit between technological fields, especially deep science companies. And so this is a really good opportunity to get some expertise that maybe you didn't get during the year. I've just been, had my ear out as we've been walking around. I, I just heard a guy introduce one founder to uh, you know, some, some top-level people at one of the biggest clothing companies in the world. And uh, they'd never met before, but you know, now, now they're sitting in the same room here, heard what you're doing. And uh, it's time to pass along the uh, the benefits that 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 founder got five six years ago when they came through. I thought that this would help. So, so it's good to see you again. I see. Yeah, he recognized me. It's good to see you again. So today and tomorrow, we will find ourselves on the thin edge of the wedge of the future of innovation. Our morning content is packed with big bold ideas. Everything from the impact of artificial intelligence on society, geopolitical shifts in innovation, and the advancement of human-like intelligence. As many of you may know, CDL... Sonia Senek is the executive director of CDL. A former head coach of the Rugby Ontario women's team, she brought her unique energy, humor and dynamism to the Super Session. In 2022, this program year, CDL admitted over 675 ventures from a total of over 3,000 applicants. 250 of these ventures graduated this year. And you will be meeting them between today and tomorrow during our events. I'm just going to zoom in on three of our graduates from this year's cohort to give you a sense of the types of innovations we're seeing at CDL. Over the next two days, you'll have the opportunity to meet ventures like Cal Morris from Michigan, who participated in CDL space, delivered by our CDL Atlanta, CDL Toronto, and CDL Paris sites. They're developing technologies to solve the looming space debris problem, or space junk, um, by removing and repurposing uncooperative objects in orbit. I think this is a story of the power of community, you know, bringing together the local ecosystems and building infrastructure and a bridge across so many different geographies, industries and sectors. CDL has really been able to build a global community of excellence. And every year we're getting more and more incredible ventures and mentors participating. So I feel like we, we've built a momentum and that's thanks to our community of mentors, ventures and alumni companies that continue to give back to the community as well. This is unprecedented in terms of size and scope, but at the same time, it's important to mark each year with a super session. What does it bring to the CDL project? Truly, that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. So all year long, we have our CDLs operating in the local ecosystems around their specialty industry or technology areas. Having the synthesis of all those sites, all those different streams from ag to climate to energy to quantum to blockchain to supply chain. And we have, you know, 28 differentiated streams right now. Bringing all of those mentors, ventures and scientists together in one place, you know, it's providing the platform and the opportunity for incredible innovation to happen. But most importantly, relationships, building those relationships across geographies, across industries. You never know what's going to become possible out of those relationship that could get, could get sparked at an event like this. I'm a professor in the accounting and management control department here at HEC Paris. CDL Paris academic lead Sebastian Becker. And myself, I tried to have a startup many, many years ago and I have a lot of friends in that sector, so I have always had a big interest in entrepreneurship and, and startups. And for three years now, together with my colleague, we have been involved in bringing CDL to HEC Paris, starting with a climate stream, um, then with a space stream, and now, soon to be launched, we have the AI and ML stream. 
what actually happens at the super session is that the graduating mentors are invited to attend the super session uh, in Toronto. There's a lot of discussions uh, about recent topics, uh, top speakers, right, just to kind of do some community building. And then uh, in the in the afternoon, there's also an opportunity for the ventures to meet actually investors from all the other sites. Huh? So the idea is really to kind of uh, supercharge the CDL method and really uh, make people meet, uh, discuss new technologies, new solutions, and uh, also for ventures, obviously, to find investment. A successful CDL startup sharing his latest technology to mentors and potential investors at this super session. No one can doubt the financial success of CDL since it began in 2012. Almost 30 billion Canadian dollars, that's currently over 20 billion euros in equity value, as priced by third-party investors. But beyond the nitty-gritty of business exchanges, CDL is also proving to be a fabulous space for the MBA students in the schools involved. They get to see close up the acceleration process of these deep tech startups and rub shoulders with experienced mentors. It's also become a data-packed field for academic researchers to explore. And as the super session showed, geopolitics is never far from the surface, as we're going to see in part three. Part 3. How Researchers and the Creative Destruction Lab Work Together In Part 1 of Breakthroughs, we discuss CDL's basic premises and its super-session focus this year on AI. Part 2 was devoted largely to the diversity and wealth of successful startups that graduated into the CDL community at the super-session. Now, in Part 3, we're going to explore the interplay between researchers and the CDL community, as well as the geopolitics, which were a focal point at the June event. Uh, so, thank you all for coming. Welcome. Welcome to Toronto for everyone who's flown in from overseas, from CDL Seattle to CDL Wisconsin, CDL Atlanta, uh, CDL Oxford, CDL Paris, CDL Berlin, CDL Estonia, CDL Vancouver, CDL Rocky, CDL Montreal, CDL Toronto, CDL Atlantic. We are convening here at a time when there is so much going on in the world. I would argue that two of these topics have bubbled to the top. One of those is artificial intelligence, and the other is geopolitics. Over the next two days, we are going to dig into both of those. And on the geopolitics side, it's not just Russia and Ukraine. It's all the chess pieces on the board and how they are interrelated. Rutman Professor Ajay Agrawal echoing a growing awareness that the geopolitics of space, oceans and energy have a direct bearing on scientists working on startups with global impact. This was also the conviction of Janice Steen, who is part of the senior team at CDL. Janice is also founding director at the Monk School of Global Affairs and Public Policy. At the Toronto gathering, she moderated a session on geopolitics of innovation. I spoke to her after the hour-long debate. It's stunning really how important geopolitics has become to people who are innovating technologies, largely as a result of the intense competition now between China and the United States, almost all focused on advanced technologies. We take only one example that I know your listeners are familiar with, advanced chips 
which the Biden administration has made a singular policy to forbid its partners as well as its own innovators from including its most advanced chips in exports to China, either directly or indirectly. Uh, China, uh, even before this happened, has a strategy called Made in 2025, which in fact mandates that China become the world leader um, in the manufacturing of advanced chips. Well, that is right in the wheelhouse of everybody in this space. In this space, in the CDL space, perhaps you can elaborate. Why is it in everybody's mind? Well, let me say, first of all, why it is. Because, of course, the most advanced chips are fundamental to all the advanced technology innovation. Uh, without that, we talked this morning about compute power. You know, advanced chips are a big part of that. But we also had a really great discussion on space, on oceans, on energy. And these are the same problems writ large. We have intense competition. Chris Hatfield, um, an astronaut, talked about a race for real estate on the moon. But if we're not able to work together across borders, none of the really urgent problems we face, climate, energy transition, none of those will we be able to find solutions. One person determined to find solutions to such a quandary is based in New York, but she has a global vision, especially for scientific teaching in the future. So my name is Sinead Bovell. I am a futurist, and I am the founder of a tech education company called Way. Uh, I analyze and track a lot of different data, quantitative, qualitative, and use that to build forecasts about where the future may be headed. Um, a lot of that data pertains to things like emerging technologies, patents, uh, societal trends, geopolitics, uh, to kind of build these larger models of what directions we might go. I am constantly inspired by CDL and the mission to basically commercialize science solutions in a way that can really change and make meaningful impact in the world. Uh, and when you see the companies in person uh, speak about what it is that they're building and how they are kind of pushing the boundary on what we believe could be possible, it's incredibly inspiring. And I think especially in a moment right now, because there are a lot of different narratives about the role technology and science are playing in our lives, and not all of them have been positive. But it shows how we need to focus, that there are solutions. There are people building solutions to change the world in a way that most people would be inspired by. Uh, so we do need to just do a better job at, at lifting up those voices and then shining a light on them. And CDL is exactly that. So if you need any inspiration as to what the future could be, uh, if you look into CDL, it's, it's going to be a future that you'll get excited about. A very positive slant from startup founder Sinead Beauville. This cross-pollination of ideas has been a source of inspiration for several scholars involved in CDL, and that certainly hasn't escaped the attention of its founder, Ajay Agrawal. The link between academic researchers and builders and investors is, in our view, paramount. It's the whole reason we designed CDL the way that we did. Universities are beautiful, magical places, and at the same time, they're very siloed. Partly, you know, that's what gives them their power is because like-minded people who read the same literature and do the same type of research and have the same kind of vocabulary, they can accelerate their work with each other because they have a common knowledge base. That's both a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because it accelerates the work in that discipline, and it's a curse because it uh, sometimes 
focuses people on the wrong problems because the right problems or the most important problems are cross-disciplinary and also require the, the collaboration between research and business in order to bring the findings of research into society in a way that is beneficial. And so that is what we've aimed to do, is to be a complement to the university system by bringing these people together. So the last two days we've had 1,200 people, and probably of those 1,200, about a third are on the science side, and two-thirds are on the builder side. And I would say of the builders, uh, probably a third to half of the builders are themselves scientists as well. Fellow Rotman professor Kevin Bryan has been dipping into the CDL programs for his research since he became involved in 2015. So we're doing tons of research, not just on entrepreneurship inspired by CDL, but literally using uh, the CDL companies and the CDL experience as part of the entrepreneurship. I've written two papers that literally use CDL data in the papers. So in one, we looked at whether hard to coach entrepreneurs makes, you often hear this complaint, some entrepreneurs, you can't coach them. They don't listen to advice. Um, And the problem, uh, intuitively, is that who is most willing to listen to your advice? Like if you said, let me give you some advice on how to run marketing for your company, Steve Jobs would ignore you, and some 19-year-old would do everything you said. But it's not because one of them is more coachable than the other, it's because one of them doesn't know what they're doing. Okay, So separating coachability from underlying knowledge, in our research we found is very difficult to do. And uh, there's really not much link between essentially the follow-up that a founder does in response to outside advice and whether that founder succeeds, largely because we can't separate the Steve Jobs who, who are stubborn but correct from you know, the, the just stubborn. Um, the other paper I did was on uh, how startups hire. Every startup has trouble hiring their first biz dev people. Even Google had literally hired their landlord. And they were Google. So if they have to hire their landlord, what are you going to do? And our hypothesis was that all, basically all startups look the same from the outside. They all have some gobbledygook technology words that no sales director has any idea what they mean. And so you can't hire anyone. So we looked at a bunch of uh, job ads online from startups. And hardly any of them had any kind of outside signal of credibility that would differentiate them from anyone else. So what we did was we got a bunch of ex-CDL companies who were trying to hire on board. We said, you write your ad. We'll build a job site for you, but we're going to run some experiments in the background. So we did that. We, uh, we pinged uh, thousands and thousands of MBA graduates, the average person like 10 years out of an MBA. We got 2,000 applications for our companies. And when these graduates came to the job site, basically the link they came to the job site on randomized a little bit whether we showed additional information about all the companies. So for instance, companies that were uh, particularly strong in their science or particularly strong in their business model as evaluated by real experts, um, we would show a little marker of that strength. And it turns out that little marker right below the self-written ad led to 30% more applications coming to your startup which for most startups who have trouble getting any qualified applicants to apply to them on the biz dev side, and that's huge. First of all, this is a true pleasure to be here, uh, even though you know, I might regret it, uh, you know, and it might look a little bit cruel, 11 amazing minds criticizing the book. It is uh, a privilege because Simon and I wrote the book because we want to advance the conversation. For MIT economics professor Daron Asemoglu, links between research and the CDL objectives of scaling companies at seed stage is vital. 
But for the author of Power and Progress, the process needs to be regulated. CDL is just a unique organization, it's a fantastic organization. We need more technology, I'm not doubting that. And the other thing that CDL stands for, and we say in the book and I've emphasized in my work many times, is that we need the market process for innovation. The government has a role in regulation and sometimes setting the agenda, setting aspirations, but bureaucrats are not going to do the innovation. So the commercialization process, how that links with research and development and science, I think those are key and that's what CDL stands for. And moreover, you know, the book that Simon Johnson and I wrote focuses on the developed world. For many countries in Latin America, in Asia, in uh, Africa, I think importing technology the right way is very important. And again, CDL-type initiatives are going to be very necessary. Someone who is navigating effortlessly between the worlds of science, research and entrepreneurship is Suzanne Gildert, founder of Sanctuary. This is a company that's building general-purpose AI to control robots that resemble humans to an astonishing level. At the Super Session, the British scientist presented us with her latest research on human-like intelligence, and afterwards, Suzanne told me why it was important to be there. I've really seen at CDL the, the scientific and the research and the engineering communities come together with the business community. It's not often that those two audiences really get together and really ha have those conversations. Why not? I think we just live in two different spheres. So most engineers and academics tend to reside at universities or in extremely deep tech startups and they find it difficult to push into the business world and the world of venture capitalism. And similarly, on the investor side, there's just not as much exposure to some of the really interesting technologies that are being developed. So when these two communities here come together, you get this lovely mix of scientists that want to understand a, a fundamental deep problem that they're trying to solve, and then business people that are trying to build companies, drive value, create services and products for people. And those two things can go together. It's not easy, but they absolutely can go together. Suzanne Gildert, whose research has been published in the magazine Nature, whilst her inventions have so far brought her five patents. The co-founder of Sanctuary continues to harbor one dream, and that is to understand the human mind well enough to build one in a machine. CDL's Super Session 2023 ended with resounding promises to prolong the debate on AI, ethics and geopolitics when its programs resume in September. Meanwhile, on his return to Europe, the CDL academic lead for HEC Paris, Sebastian Becker, mused over his first in-person super session in Toronto. I mean, it does make obviously a difference to meet people in person, to kind of have these discussions about how other sites are setting up their accelerators. So how do they involve students? Do they involve MBA students? Do they involve master students, right? Is this a credit-bearing activity or non-credit-bearing activity? How do they find mentors the best possible way? How do they set up the rooms? Yeah, so all these kind of methods, uh, this kind of best practice exchange, uh, and so we can always uh, in increase our game altogether and make sure that we deliver the best product, let's say, for our mentors and our uh, ventures. HEC has been involved for three years in the CDL. What has the CDL brought to its students and its academics like yourself? I think CDL has been a great experience for the institution altogether, right? So, I mean, this is a really well-managed and designed program. It's a unique method that doesn't really exist anywhere outside. 
it's a great setup. I mean, it's a non-profit activity where we as a business school say, well, we have a role to play to bring people together. Yeah? So these are investors, scientists, industry experts on one end, and then deep tech ventures on the other end. And we as a business school, we're basically making these two sides meet. Yeah? And for us as an institution, it's great because we see what's going on. Yeah? We have a live peek into um, the acceleration process of really exciting deep tech ventures that are all addressing global challenges. Uh, and we have a great set of mentors who have uh, amazing experience. And it's just really nice to learn from these people to see how they think about um, acceleration, how they make decisions uh, about investments, how they ask questions, how they give targets, how they um, set objectives. And uh, this is just really an interesting for all of us involved, right? So including uh, the faculty, the professors, uh, other staff members, but also obviously our students uh, who we want to expose to, to this type of, uh, of venture. Why? Yeah, so I mean, I think this is, is twofold. So I mean, of course, first, it's just interesting just to be live in, in the meeting where this decision making happens, right? So normally, a student doesn't access these sorts of meetings, unless they eventually will join maybe a VC, for example, a venture capital company. This will just be interesting for them to see how this all happens, how exciting it is to discuss emerging deep technologies to address these global challenges. So it's basically a, a, a sneak peek into something they could otherwise only experience much later. So I think that's a, that's a great advantage. And second is also about the type of ventures that we have in CDL, right? Because a lot of other entrepreneurship that we normally talk about, hear about, is what we can call maybe shallow tech, right? Here in CDL is very different because the ventures we accelerate are actually ventures founded or in the process of being founded by scientists uh, from the lab. So these are people who have a PhD, who have been really uh, pushing the edges of their fields for sometimes five, ten years, inventing great new technologies that really have the potential to be scalable and address these global challenges, right? So understanding how this deep tech venture process works is really what CDL is about, and this is a, just a great opportunity for everyone. HEC Breakthroughs, a knowledge at HEC podcast. And those exchanges will start up again in the next academic year, with CDL Paris expanding its engagement by adding an AI stream to its climate and space programs. Well, that's it for the exceptional Breakthroughs podcast devoted to the annual CDL Super Session in Toronto, Canada. My thanks to the entrepreneurship team at HEC Paris, led by Inge Kerklo-Devif and Emeric Pervan, with the crucial support from Maxime Borel for the CDL Paris team. If you have any comments or questions, please contact me at brownd, in one word, at hec.fr. That's brownd at hec.fr. And that's also a wrap for the Breakthroughs podcast this academic year. But you can always catch up on our previous podcasts on your favorite platforms. And to get further insights into the research by some of HEC's other academics, why not subscribe to our monthly newsletter? Until September, goodbye, and for those who can, enjoy the summer break. Mm -hmm.